You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to your Tuesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am your host for today's episode, David Harrison. James Yarko could not be with us. But if you would like to follow him on Twitter, you can do so at jyarko underscore bucks. You can follow me at dh82 underscore bucks. You can follow the show at Locked On Bucks. And you can follow everything that James and I are writing for Bucks Nation, a part of SB Nation, on Twitter at bucks underscore nation and on the World Wide Web at bucksnation.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Casper. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foam layers for a quality sleep surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL and using locked NFL at checkout. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-N-F-L. Terms and conditions do apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at Locked On Podcasts dot com slash offers of course we love our sponsors but we love the listeners even more you guys as you always do have been calling in to ask your questions to give your takes on what happened this week and then of course it always ends up rolling into the rest of the season and even the future so as we do with a lot of our monday recordings tuesday episodes we allow you to steer the direction of the conversation and today is going to be no different so without further ado let's hear from our first caller Hey guys, what's up? This is Earl calling from Tampa. I just want to say I'm happy about the victory, another victory, um, Monday coming up. Um, of course, Winston, you know, with the turnovers, you know, three turnovers with, with four touchdowns, you know, another roller coaster game. Nonetheless, we won. Defense played enough to win. Um, it was a good win. Didn't come to find out late on the day, um, the bus got eliminated from the playoffs, getting into the playoffs. And I just want to say, hey, Bucks get eliminated from the playoffs for 12 years in a row. Thank you, Glazers. As usual, I'm out. Go Bucks. All right, Earl, appreciate the phone call. And, and yeah, guys, it, it does suck to know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been eliminated from the playoffs. If you didn't know and you're finding out right now for the first time, sorry that you had to hear it this way, but the Minnesota Vikings defeat the Detroit Lions on Sunday by a score of 20-7. to That game actually finished before the Buccaneers game did. And I, being the person that I am, decided to go into our Bucks Nation group chat conversation and tell everybody that uh, as as the final seconds were ticking down in Minnesota in their 20 to 7 victory that you know the buccaneers were about 30 seconds away from being eliminated from the playoffs and i want to say it happened very shortly after that Brashad Perryman touchdown and Bailey Adams uh from bucksnation.com was very stern with me in his response and i, I don't know that i appreciated it but i don't necessarily think i didn't deserve it so I apologize to him, and I will apologize to all of you. you you're, you've been faithful to the team, you've been faithful to the show especially, and you know, uh, you guys as a fan base, you deserve to see playoff football. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen this year. Earl, like you mentioned, hasn't happened in quite some time. Like There are dudes and, and dudettes out there who have never known the Buccaneers to be a playoff team that are getting pretty close to starting to get nervous about their driver's license exams. So that's that's uh, something to put that into perspective just a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, 
Earl, we, we appreciate the phone call, of course. It, it, it always sucks to have to, to end on a win and then have another team knock you out of the playoffs. But, hey, it's better than ending and getting knocked out of the playoffs with a loss, right? I suppose if you're looking for a silver lining, there's your silver lining. I'm not mad at the Minnesota Vikings for doing what they were supposed to do. I'm mad at the Detroit Lions for not doing what they were supposed to do. Help us out. Put a, put an L in, in the Minnesota Vikings column there or put another digit in the, in the Vikings L column there and, and help us out a little bit so that we come to Detroit this weekend and take care of business. But you know what? This weekend is the opportunity for the Buccaneers to go to Detroit and punish those Lions for not doing their part in supporting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playoff aspirations. I'm sure the Detroit Lions don't care one bit about the fact that their loss uh, put the Buccaneers out of the playoffs. I'm very sure that Matt Patricia has many other things on his mind. But I digress. We move on. Next caller. Hey, guys. It's Shepard in 26. There's just a few thoughts on the game. Obviously, a uh, a great team win, uh, especially at home in front of the hometown fans, and just a uh, great overall win in general, especially after being down <clears throat> by about 14 points. Uh, you know, especially since this team has shown that uh, in the past that kind of uh, you know that kind of uh, thing would uh, always make them crumble under the pressure. But uh, as a lot of people have been saying, the word of the day. Resilience. They uh, they showed great resilience against, in uh, my opinion, even though they were completely injured, a very game cold team. That team is very well coached, and uh, that defense uh, came at it, uh, especially after Winston. And Winston, yes, uh, he has his deficiencies, and I still am not uh, like on his side when it comes to put my faith in him as a quarterback. But it was basically uh, an FSU esque game where he just he throws you into a hole but he however he does it finds a way to dig himself out of that hole and uh obviously sustain a broken thumb so we'll see how that goes going forward but uh yeah an overall great team win uh the defense was a little bit clunky but uh you know it's it was uh rough not having too much of a pass rush but uh then again this pass rush went against in my opinion the best offensive line in all football. So, once again, great team win, and hopefully we can get more wins going forward this year. Chef, always great to hear from you. But I do want to take a second real quick and talk to all of our Spotify listeners out there today. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and uh, at Locked On Bucks, and we will like it, we'll share it on Twitter, uh, and we'll get out there, show your love, for the show, show your love for the for the podcast network, as it were. Um, we greatly appreciate. It. We got we got some responses for that today, actually. So we greatly appreciate that. And and real quick, a, a little shout out to uh, Instagram user Griffin Greatness. And as you uh, probably determined from the name of the account, that is a Ryan Griffin fan page on Instagram, who uh, I've been interacting with quite regularly, actually, um, here lately, and. He and I have talked. He actually is the very first person to send me a uh, a Spotify wrapped uh, screenshot, and Locked On Bucks was on there. Very proud of that. Very happy about that. So thank you to all of you who have been listening on Spotify and on other platforms as well. Unfortunately, not I'm not aware of any way. There's not an iTunes 
I don't know, roll up, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But Spotify does have that cool little wrapped feature. So if Locked On Bucks lands on your your wrapped screen, uh, by all means, screenshot that, shoot to us, and over to uh, at Locked On Live, and we'll uh, we'll give it some social media love as much as possible. But Chef, to to your voicemail, man, I will tell you what, brother, uh, I am extremely happy to hear that you are still unsure about Jameis Winston. Because not too long ago, you seemed pretty sure about where you stood in the Jameis Winston conversation, and it was not in a good place. It was not in a good light. Um, it, it felt like Jameis Winston was losing himself a supporter in one chef, Aaron. But maybe, just maybe, these last three weeks have, have kind of helped turn the tide a little bit. And Jameis has got three more weeks, including two home games, um, to – to turn that ship all the way around and to get Chef Aaron back on board. We'll see if we can get James back on board as well. Um, but listen, uh, it's 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 been an interesting season for Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's been an interesting last five years for Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This year has been no different. But like we kind of talked about yesterday, man, I, I really do believe, okay, that as a player, Jameis Winston has – turn some sort of corner. You talk about resiliency being kind of the buzzword of the day, and it definitely has been. Uh, Bruce Arians used it. We used it yesterday. I'm sure that the Pewter Nation guys did. I know on the Pewter cast it was, it was mentioned uh, quite often. And, and it's important. you know. Uh, again, going back to Bruce Arians a few weeks ago talking about sports psychology and how he really wasn't you know, a huge believer in it and all that stuff, but he's kind of understanding it now. Uh, listen, it's sports psychology is real. Psychology is real and mentality is real. And what we, what we had before, right. Was a group of guys that were determined like this. These guys were, were by and large determined last year. I understand that, you know, JPP at the end of the year came out and said that there were some guys in the locker room who weren't really about it. And they were just kind of faking it a little bit. Those that's paraphrasing. That's not a quote, but that's essentially what we took from it. Um, but we all said it last year as well that no matter what, no matter how bad the season was going, a five and eleven season, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad as a whole never quit playing. They never quit fighting. They were motivated, and motivation is important. But this team right now, they're inspired, and that's different. That's a whole other level of leadership influence that we have not seen from this squad before. Now, am I am I telling you to go? Put in your deposit for your season tickets next year. Right now, am I telling you to you know to cancel any of your vacation plans for January and February 2021 because you're going to be busy? No, I'm not. That's not at all what I'm telling you. What I am telling you is that while we've seen this type of song and dance before, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting week, finishing strong. We've seen that before. I got it. We haven't seen it in this dress. I guess if you want to call it that, right? Like this, this is a new outfit on a similar looking dance. So maybe because there's new scenery around it, maybe it's actually a different thing. Maybe it's something that people can believe in. Um, we're going to see. The last three weeks are going to be big. Uh, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Atlanta Falcons, all of these are winning, winnable games. Every game they've played, guys, honestly, has been winnable. Even the Saints. I understand that, you know, this team has lost to the New Orleans Saints by a combined score of or by a combined 24 points this year, which is not a good margin of, of defeat uh, when you're playing a team twice in the same season. 
But even those games, you know what I mean? You can point to things in those games and say, here's where the Buccaneers hurt themselves. Here's where the Buccaneers hurt themselves. Here's where the Buccaneers hurt themselves. And when James and I talked about this Indianapolis Colts game that just happened leading up to it, both of us were nervous for a very important reason. The important reason was we saw no reason for this team not to win the game, which meant that if they lost, it was going to be because they beat themselves. And if this team goes back to beating themselves, that is a very clear and obvious regression. Now, we saw some Buccaneers hurting Buccaneers, right? We saw the interceptions. We saw the fumble. We saw you know some crucial penalties and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers didn't beat the Buccaneers. Neither did the Colts. And like Bruce Arians said earlier in the season, you learn a lot from almost losing, and you don't learn as much from – well, I butchered that. You learn more from almost losing than you do from losing. We talked about it coming out of the Atlanta game. We talked about it coming out of the Jacksonville game. This team is growing as they're winning because when you're in the moment, when you're in the season – and you're experiencing these different things, and you're coming out there, and your coaches are making adjustments and, and tweaking things, and your teammates are are telling you, hey, man, instead of going left, go right. Instead of zigging next time, zag, stuff like that, and it just continuously doesn't work, that's when you run the risk of players stopping their, or, or no longer buying in to what the coaches are, are teaching them. But when you have a coaching staff, and, and that's kind of the, the key to this whole thing, if you pay attention to, you know, social media is always out there. And I understand a lot of people are kind of tentative to believe what they see on social media and everything else. But listen, you've got some coaches out here that are on social media that are in their interviews, and they're talking about teamwork. And they're not out here talking about it's us telling them what to do and it's them doing it. They're talking about a team effort. When a player fails to do the right thing on the field, the coach is on the sideline up in the in the boxes take that as a personal failure. When the players fail to execute what the what the coaches do, those players aren't saying, well maybe the scheme is wrong. The the player the, the players aren't saying, well maybe the scheme is wrong. The players are taking it upon themselves saying, "No, I need to execute my responsibilities." It's a it's a true team dynamic and team effort, and it's different. And not everybody does it. Like someone might be sitting out there saying, "Well, duh, why wouldn't you do that?" Well, believe it or not, there are a lot of people out there who don't believe in that, that, sort, of, that sort of mentality and that sort of team uh, effort. And that's what the players are doing. The players are constantly out here praising these coaches for, for their patience, for their teaching, for their knowledge, for their ability to influence them. And the, and the players are constantly out here, or the coaches are constantly out here praising the players and saying, this is where these players are getting really, really good. This is where the players are, are striving. Um, and and they, don't, they don't hesitate to necessarily say, this is where this player maybe didn't do so hot. All right, talking about the first interception uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. You know, uh, Jameis Winston throwing it essentially right into the hands of Darius Leonard. When he was asked about it, Bruce Arians, you know, he he said in his in, in his response that Mike Evans ran that route a little shallow. He ran it a little short. He should have run it a little bit deeper. But either way. Jameis Winston, as a quarterback, has got to get that ball over the linebacker without getting it so high that it ends up in the hands of the cornerback. It's a it's a more difficult throw than it looks. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be able to make it because I, if I could, I would be on an NFL field somewhere. But that's the kind of mentality. Like when you when you have a when you have a coach that you believe is in it for you or with you, that's not throwing a player under the bus. Like Bruce Arians didn't come out there and throw Mike Evans under the bus, but he did say. 
that Mike Evans had a hand in that interception. Not but to not not to blame for that interception, but he had a hand in that interception. That Jameis Winston didn't do, you know, wasn't the only part of that play that didn't go well. But the quarterback also owns his share of that interception. There are there's multiple levels to everything that goes wrong in a game, and that's the kind of mentality this team has is. Let's not hone in on one thing. Let's not blame just the one thing. Let's not focus in on, on the negative too much. Let's figure out how to go from the negative, move forward. And that's really what resili- resiliency is all about. You throw an interception, man, look, that, that interception happened. And, and, the, and the television broadcast team over at CBS, that's one of the things they talked about, is that Jameis Winston, as far as, as, as a quarterback and a mentality as a player, that dude is a savage. Like Jameis Winston will come out there, will throw a pick six, and on the very next play, he will come out and throw a 60-yard bomb if you let him. And that right there is the true mark of a resilient quarterback, a resilient player, and it's a reflection of a resilient, resilient coaching staff and a resilient team because – and, we, and we've seen it. Guys, Buccaneers fans, you've seen it. Um, I've been covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for going on five – this is my fifth season. I've been doing this as long as Jameis Winston has. I've seen it. You know, uh, before Jameis Winston was here, obviously I watched football. I was a fan of football before I started covering it. So I've seen it. That's not a common thing. That's not an every team thing, right? You look at the Green Bay Packers. I mean, when you compare franchise to franchise and you realize that there is a player on the Green Bay Packers team that lost belief that the coach knew what they were doing because of their lack of quote-unquote success. Buccaneers fans would would pay for the amount of lack of success the Packers have, have experienced over the last few years, right? Am I wrong? I don't think so. Yet, that's what you have. That is a disconnect in, the, in leadership. That's not a resilient team. When you have a player, a quarterback, or any any player who's coming into this week saying, well, ho-hum, that thing went didn't go right last week. Darn it. It's probably going to happen again this week. That's a lack of resiliency, and it happens all over sports. That's what happens all over the world. Honestly, but this team, whether it's Jamel Dean coming up uh, and getting a really bad pass interference penalty, whether it's Carlton Davis going out there looking absolutely lost, giving up a huge play, whether it's Jameis Winston throwing an interception right into the hands of the opposing team's linebacker, whether it's Jameis Winston throwing a pick six to that same linebacker later, what this team this what this team does is more than just not what they're doing is more than just not quitting. Like not quitting is what other teams, what other Buccaneers teams have done. This team is not only not refusing to is this team is not only refusing to quit. This team is absolutely coming out with every bad thing that happens in a game, whether it's self-inflicted or opponent inflicted. This team is coming out and saying that happened. The scenario is what it is. The environment is what it is. I'm not going to climb a mountain yelling at the rocks. I'm going to climb a mountain looking at the peak and figuring out how to get there. That's the difference between this team because previous teams would still try to climb that mountain. But I'll be damned if they weren't yelling at every single boulder that came in their way on the way up saying, you're the reason this is so hard. You're the reason this is so hard. Not this team. This team does not give a damn about any of those things that are happening. And it's beautiful. And it's amazing. And if it keeps up, then maybe they're on to something. A strong draft. Some improvement from their from their young players coming into next season. And guys, this this very well could be a thing that could, that could turn into something effective. Something that can win on a regular basis. And something you guys can all be proud of. However, if you're still tentative because... 
You beat the Falcons, you beat the Jaguars, and you beat the Colts. I don't blame you. We're going to get there. If you're still wondering why you should be watching Tampa Bay Buccaneers football, even though they're eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs, even though there's still no guarantee that they're actually going to have a winning record this season, they, this team could still very well walk away with a losing record. It could very easily happen. James and I will hopefully have an answer for you for that. Um, I was hoping to answer that question today. We got that question actually from Eric on Twitter. He messaged the Locked On Bucks Twitter account and essentially asked, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he essentially asked, why should I watch? Like, as a Buccaneers fan, kind of like what Earl was saying, like, like I'm used to this. I'm used to the, the playoff eliminations. I'm used to the lack of, of postseason uh, success. I'm used to finishing every season saying, here we go. We're building for next year. But then next year comes... And we didn't build. And then we spent half a year hoping it's all going to get put together. And then we spend the second half of the year saying, here we go. We're building for next year. So why should you do it again? It's a very good question. And I'm going to answer it on our Thursday episode. But in order to answer, I need your help. I really want to answer it right now. Eric, I really do. Please don't be mad at me. But I want James here to answer it with me. All right. So that's why I'm not going to answer it on this episode. I want James here to answer that question with me. Why Buccaneers fans should still be watching Buccaneers football. If you have your own answer, by all means, feel free to call call in and let us know. Leave the voicemail in the voicemail box. Please, guys, try to keep them around a minute, minute and a half we can probably work with. You get towards two minutes, guys, I'm probably just going to have to cut it out, just, just to be honest with you. Um, so please try to keep those calls around the minute, minute and a half mark. If you can, if you got your own reasons for why you're still watching, please, by all means, let us know. We'll work it in the episode. But James and I are going to give us give our, our our opinions on that for you, Eric, and for everybody else. Because I guarantee you that if Eric has got the question, there's other Bucks fans out there wondering the same thing. Um, especially those of you who live in Tampa, you got a lot of things you could do on a Sunday. So why are you invested in the Bucks? We'll give you some ideas on why. Hopefully, one of them sticks. We'll 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 find out. You'll have to let us know if it does or not. Um, but what I need you guys to help me with is. Guilt the crap out of James Yarko on Twitter at JYarko underscore bucks. Let him know how much you missed him on this episode because I'm going to try to leverage that to get him on the episode for Thursday because he's usually off Wednesday nights. Um, but I'm going to try to leverage his absence tonight um, to, to get him on the episode because unfortunately Evan Winter is usually on with me on the Thursday night episodes or on the Thursday episodes is having surgery this week. Um, so for those of you uh, who who do that kind of thing, please pray for Evan, keep him in your thoughts, and, and wish him a smooth surgery and a smooth recovery. I know everybody at Bucks Nation is um, as well. But that's going to do it for this episode. Guys, uh, again, I appreciate you sticking with me here today. Sorry that James couldn't be here. But again, James will be back tomorrow with our crossover episode as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers prepare to face the Detroit Lions on the road in Detroit. Mark Cook is going to be in Detroit to cover the game for Pewter Report. So if you didn't know that, uh, now you know. I'm not really sure why I just threw that out there, to be honest with you. But I did. Um, in the meantime, until the next time I talk to you, which will be on our Thursday episode, please follow everything I'm doing over at Bucks Nation on BucksNation.com and on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Follow the show at LockedOnBucks on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Please be safe. Please be happy. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. I got 99 pilots, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Rapper 
control on the cat patrol. Foes who wanna make sure his casket's closed. Rap critics who say his money cash. He's from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you want your hoes, you can zap the toes. You can celebrate the minute you was having dough. So critics, you can kiss our whole ass. You don't like the lyrics, you can press fast forward. We ain't done. We got 99 pounds of shitting on Ninety-four in my trunk is raw. In the rearview mirror is the mop. Law, I got two choices, y'all. Pull over the car or bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor. Ah!